Hey there, this is Daniel Decker, and welcome again to another edition of the Awaken 2008 podcast. Our next interview today is with Mark Batterson. Mark is the lead pastor of National Community Church in Washington, D.C. They meet at theaters and metro stops around the D.C. area. And as you may know, Mark is the author of In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day. He's currently working on his next book, which is a follow-up called Wild Goose Chase. And I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to the interview with Bill Dallas and Mark Batterson, so you can enjoy that opportunity to hear Mark share insights into his ministry and what he's learned. But I also want to remind you to jump on Awaken2008.com, where you can find additional conference details for the Awaken Conference, and check out the Awaken blog, which is done by our friend Scott Ottman. So again, it's Awaken2008.com. We look forward to seeing you out at Awaken April 1st through the 3rd in Pasadena, California. Mark, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, my pleasure, Bill. Hey, Mark, you know, for a lot of people know about you and your church and the amazing things you're doing on the East Coast, but for, for those who haven't maybe caught up with you recently, just could you tell us some of the things you're working on or kind of where your heart's been leading you uh, recently. Yeah. Um, well, I, I sort of feel like we're uh, recuperating from the launch of our fourth location in November. Uh, we launched in the movie theaters in Georgetown, and uh, that location is uh, off the ground and doing great. And uh, we're catching our breath from that one a little bit. And uh, Coffee House on Capitol Hill is doing phenomenal. In fact, we're exploring uh, some chain and franchise possibilities and uh, excited about uh, that. In fact, I just, uh, just recently found out that uh, from our open March 15, 2006, to the close of books 2007, we've sold uh, 103,681 cups of coffee. That's uh, amazing. That's a, lot, that's a lot of caffeine, Bill. Um, and, it keeps people uh, wide awake for your services, right? Oh, man, I tell you what, you got to love getting everybody caffeinated right before you worship. Um, <laughs> that and the anointing are the key. Um, and, uh, and then just uh, working on uh, next book um, that will be a sequel to In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day. It's called Wild Goose Chase, and uh, it's coming out next August if I can get it written. So uh, those are, yeah, that's kind of what's going on in my life right now. Hey, you know, I, I recently got a copy of your book, In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day, and it is a great read. I'd highly encourage people listening to this to get it. It's in its sixth printing. Is that correct? Yeah. And yep. um, how, I mean, first of all, how did you come up with the idea to write it, and kind of what's the key theme in the book or themes that, that you touch on? Yeah, you know, I think when when I was in seminary, I really felt called to two things, Bill. I, I felt called to church planting, and I wasn't sure when or how that was going to happen. Um, and the second calling was, man, I, I felt called to write. But uh, the church planting calling happened a lot quicker than the writing piece. And so that dream kind of gathered dust for the better part of a decade. Uh, and then finally... Um, God opened up a, a door of opportunity to connect with Multnomah and uh, wrote the book and, and uh, just been so pleased at the way that God's used it to really uh, impact people's lives. So, you know, basic, basic premise of the book is um, this, this obscure story in Second Samuel 23 where a, a warrior by the name of Benaiah 
uh, says that he chases a lion into a pit on a snowy day and kills it. And uh, if you're in a pit with a lion on a snowy day, you've got a serious problem. Uh, unless you're applying for a bodyguard position with the King of Israel, in which case it looks great on your resume. And uh, Benaiah not only lands the bodyguard position, uh, he also ends up becoming commander-in-chief of Israel's army under King Solomon. So he's like the number two guy uh, in the entire kingdom. And uh, my thought is that it, it traces back to a moment where he had to make a decision. Am I going to run away or am I going to chase this line? And uh, I, I don't think anything has changed. Uh, we live in very different circumstances, but, you know, at the, at the end of the day, are we going to run away from the things we're afraid of, or are we going to chase after the things that God's called us to? And, and uh, man, I, I hope it's a book that uh, really raises up a generation of line chasers in the church. I love the subtitle, How to Survive and Thrive When Opportunity Roars. And, you know, I know one yeah. of the things that you teach and touch on is, is you know, how do, we, how do we use some of our past mistakes or fails to, failures to learn from? And I know... You'll be coming to the Awaken Conference that um, Erwin McManus is putting on at Mosaic in Pasadena, and we're excited that you're part of the teaching team that's going to be there for those three days. But in touching upon the, the mistakes or failures that we learn, learn from, could you might share with the listeners one or two things that maybe either recently or in the last few years, maybe it's areas where you might have failed or mistakes you've made but that you've learned from as a, as a leader in your church? Yeah, absolutely. How much time do we have? <laughs> About six hours. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I part of my story, Bill, and, and uh, it's one that, man, I hated it when I was living it, but it's one that, uh, in retrospect, I'm grateful for. You know, I, I, I was... Uh, I led a failed church plant before we came to D.C. I, I thought we'd be in the Chicago area forever, um, and we tried to get a church off the ground there, and, man, it never even got off the runway. We, we had a core group, and we had a bank account, we had a name, but we never even had our first service, so it, it was a bust. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think I learned early on that uh, failure isn't something that you need to be afraid of. It's just something that, you know, those are the greatest learning opportunities. And, and I think, you know, they're dangerous because they can make you or break you. You can get so discouraged that you can just kind of give up and, uh, and, and kind of run away uh, after a failure and, and never risk again. But um, for me, it turned out to be a great thing. And, and the truth is um, we have a very experimental uh, mindset when it comes to ministry. So we're always trying different things, and, and not everything pans out or works out the way that we want to. Um, you know, this past year, uh, we, we tried a, a video service in our coffee house um, on Saturday nights. We, we did a live service and a, and a video service, and honestly, that experiment didn't go real well. Um, in the intimate setting of a coffee house, the video wasn't really working, and Fewer and fewer people were showing up to the video service, and, and so we killed it. Um, and uh, we, we believe in cursing barren fig trees. If something's not producing fruit or it's not working, um, you've got to have the courage to uh, admit uh, that it isn't working, kill it, uh, and then hopefully resurrect it in some other form or, or shape. And, and so... Uh, you know, that's, that's something that uh, we've gone through this past year, and we reinvented 
um, that. In fact, we reinvented it with a little bit of Q&A uh, and, and turned that service into a little bit more of a, almost like a talk show feel um, and uh, gave people an opportunity to interact after a message. And, man, it was great. And so if we hadn't failed, we wouldn't have tried that new thing. And, uh, and I think it's gone pretty well. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think from the outside, Bill, you know, a lot of, you know, I'm the same way. When I look at a, at a Willow Creek or a Saddleback or a North Point, um, you know, these amazing ministries, uh, it's easy to look from the outside in and just think that, that they don't have any issues or challenges or problems. But once you get into the inside of it, um, you know, they, they face the same challenges as everybody else, just on a larger scale. And uh, so we're, we're making mistakes all the time. We, we just printed about 5,000 invite cards to National Community Church and misspelled our website. Um, <laughs> so, you know, once we have everything figured out, uh, we'll, we'll let you know. But uh, in the meantime, we'll, we'll keep making some mistakes along the way. Well, you know, at the at the Waken Conference, obviously you'll be there along with, you know, Henry Cloud and Irwin's leading this, as well as Bill Hybels and Wayne Cadero. And, you know, we've broken it up into three categories. We've got people that are the experts. We've got the experience. We've got the experimental. So, you know, one of the questions I would ask, ask you is, you, know, you, you say that you experiment with things, and some work and some don't. But when you have a failure, um, I, I can understand that you can call it a failure and say, okay, this is a failure, but, but how do you have the courage to go on? Because I know in my own life, in my own ministry, sometimes the failures that we have sometimes makes me just, you know, puts me low in the pit and I don't want to get, I don't want to try something new again because I don't want to fail again. So how do you overcome that? Yeah, you know, I, uh, two things immediately come to mind. Um, one is is you've got to create the right, the right culture where, um, you're really positive, and you love trying new things, and you aren't afraid to fail. And one of the things that, that allows us to fail is, is I, you know, I don't know if this is going to sound counterintuitive, but we begin every meeting at NCC by sharing wins. And we'll take 15, 20, sometimes 30 minutes in a meeting just to share the, the successes and you know, the divine appointments and the people's lives that are being changed and all of the amazing things that happen. And uh, somehow, like at the end of that 20 or 30 minutes, there's so much positive energy that it helps us get past the failures that we experience and the bumps in the road because, honestly, it reminds us of why we're doing what we're doing. And, and that is, I mean, it's all about um, making disciples and reaching people who are unchurched. And so, um, I think we've created a very positive culture that, that is so positive that uh, when we do fail, uh, it doesn't totally demoralize us. Um, and, and then I think the other thing that we've done, and you almost have to structure for it, and, and a good example would be our small group uh, structure at, at NCC. Um, we do small groups in semesters, and, and we do a free market system so we allow leaders to basically get a vision from God and go for it. And the beautiful thing about that is it's, it's uh, supply and demand. If, if a group doesn't fly, you don't have to kill it. Man, no one shows up. Um, and so we have structured our small groups in a way that it's almost like every group is an experiment. And we've tried some crazy groups over the years, um, that, but, but ones that we thought, like, well, let's give it a try, and if it doesn't work, um, it will work itself out because no one's going to come to it. And, uh, and so I think, uh, 
you know, that has really helped us um, just eliminate those things that, that aren't working. Well, Mark, you know, we're really looking forward to having you at Awaken in, in April, and I know for some people they've never got a chance to, to meet you or see you in person. I know that'll be a great opportunity and treat for them. But before we let you go, um, like we like to do with with each of these podcasts, is ask a couple of personal fun questions. So um, let me ask one right off the bat. I mean, you must drink some coffee out there in, in D.C. considering you sell over 100,000 cups of coffee in a year. Um, <laughs> is it cappuccino, latte, or other? You know what? It's it's other. I'm I'm a white chocolate mocha guy. Is that right? I I like. I've got a sweet tooth, and uh, so I I definitely doctor up my coffee. I need the caffeine, but uh, put a little white chocolate in there, and I'm good to go. And let me ask another thing. What are you reading these days? Um, I hate that question, Bill, because <laughs> I'm I'm reading so many different things all the time. Um, but, uh, man, I, I don't know. This, this might be interesting. I'm, I'm actually, uh, in a, in a discipling, uh, covenant with my, with my son, and we're reading 12 books together this year, one a month. And, uh, and so, um, one a month? Right now, what? One a month? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, uh, man, I just, you know, I want him to kind of pick up that, uh, that reading habit. And so, uh, um, now we're just we're we're basically just reading a lot of a lot of books together, and uh, um, and so uh, yeah, right now um, the uh, the book that I'm going to have him read next is uh, actually kind of an apologetic book. It's the the Lee Strobel, the kids version of uh, the Case for Christ. So um, we're going to be reading that together. Oh, that's, that's, that's tremendous that you're doing that. It kind of challenges me what I need to be doing with my with my kids. Um, what about a movie that you've seen recently? Anything you comes to mind? Yeah, last one at the theater went to see The Bucket List, um, and uh, with Jack Nicholson I, and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, I, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three and a half stars. Okay, tell me one redeeming thing that came out of that movie. Oh man, I, I'm a goal setter. So I love the idea of uh, of doing um, doing some crazy things before I kick the bucket. So yeah, it was a cool concept for sure. And if we're riding along in the car with you, what are what are we going to be listening to on your CD player? Uh, we, we won't be listening to the CD uh, sports radio. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and what? Last question. What do you think about the Super Bowl? Oh man, I. Bill, is it okay to glory in someone's defeat? I'm, like, a, I'm a New York Giants fan, so there, man. Patriots fans are about to hate me, but let me just put it this way: um, I'm, I'm a lifelong Packers fan, and so I was disappointed they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. But man, even when the Giants beat the Packers, I knew I was going for the Giants. And uh, let's just say that uh, my my daughter actually watched the game with me and. We gave each other a big hug at the end of the Super Bowl. <laughs> We're doing a lot of hugging out here in California. And by the way, any of the people in the Boston area that are listening to this podcast, we still want you to come out for Awaken in Pasadena. It's a great place to be <laughs> in April. Well, Mark, thanks so much for joining us and being with us today. And we're going to look forward to seeing you in April at Awaken in Pasadena, California. Thanks so much, Mark. 
Man, thanks, Bill. Can't wait and uh, look forward to uh, connecting with folks face-to-face and uh, being it Awakened.